Dawson, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I am here with the one, the only, the sexy, the beautiful, the intermittent fasting loving, Mr. Eric Robertson. Hi, thanks. You're loving intermittent fasting. Yeah, I've lost uh, 11 pounds in the last two weeks. You're so into it. It's not even hard for me. I don't like breakfast anyway, so that's the thing. I love breakfast. And when we got married, I just wanted to convince him to eat breakfast all the time. Yeah, I was very fit and uh, pretty pretty good before we got married. And then full three square meals a day with this one. <laughs> I feel great about my life. So I am really excited. This is episode 93. Give it to me. <laughs> Did you think I was going that way? Yeah. You, I, I know you. You knew it was going to rhyme, but... In my mind, that's what I would have said too. So I was I was going to say way to be. No. So give it to me felt like a, a shift. Okay. This is all about making and keeping friends as an adult. Alternate title. Why doesn't anyone want to be friends with me? Alternate title. I don't have any friends. Alternate title. Nobody likes me. So I am bringing in somebody who I really do consider a friendship expert and one of my very, very good friends, Miss Ashley Rose Reeves. And speaking of good friends, Ashley uh, works with me in Allison's Brand School, and we have our How to Make Instagram Work for You live event coming up. Tickets are selling out and they're about to close. So if you're interested in making some new friends, learning how to do what you feel called to do, you should definitely come and hang out with us. You can check it out at allisonsbrandschool.com forward slash IG number four, letter U, IG for you. And we'd love to have you there to make some new friends. Now let's talk to Ashley. All right. I am so excited for this episode. And I think this is an episode that a lot of you wanted deep in your hearts. Yes. They wanted it deep in their hearts. And I am here to talk about friends with one of my good friends. <gasps> it's me. <laughs> this is Ashley Rose Reeves, the artist formerly known as Ashley's Fresh Fix. Finally, someone's introduced me like that. Right? You're welcome. <laughs> and I'm so excited, Ashley, to have you here because I don't know if you're like technically a friend expert, but I would sure. say of all... <laughs> Like all my friends, you do shock and surprise me very often with how many different groups of friends you consistently stay in touch with. Okay. You go on like how many girls trips do you go on every year? Oh my, probably like five, like, which is a lot. It's a lot of girls trips. And yeah. I'm not talking like, oh, we're going on a work thing and like I'm counting it as a girls trip. I'm talking like, like I'm going to Seattle to see this group. I'm like, who is this group of friends you're seeing? <laughs> so anyway, the point is, is that I think Ashley is an amazing person to talk to about friendships as an adult. And here's what we're going to cover today. We are going to talk about how to make a friend. No, no, no. Let me start over. We are going to talk about where do I find friends? <laughs> I don't have any friends. How to make a friend, how to keep a friend, and how to cut a friend. And how Out. Jeez. <laughs> Can it be just like how to let a friend nicely go out I of guess, your life? Yeah, yeah. You're freaking brutal <laughs> over there. 
<laughs> and Ashley recently um, did a poll on her Instagram asking women, saying, what are your pain points or what was the question? I said, what do you struggle with most making friends as an adult? And what surprised you? I was shocked because I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, probably more responses to that than anything I've ever done, of people saying what their pain points are. And there's a lot of different pain points for people with friendships, but it's clearly something that a lot of people are struggling with. I think it's something that, especially as you get older and you become an adult, There's almost maybe a little bit of embarrassment or shame. Like, this is something I was supposed to figure out by now. Uh And why am I bad at this? And why don't I have friends? Uh But I think also what that speaks to, and the reason why I love that you share that, is because what it really does is it says that you are not alone. Yeah. And I love that because I think a lot of times we think we're the only one who can't make a friend or keep a friend or whatever. But clearly, tons of people have that pain point. And it makes me feel better because then it's like, oh, if I have this pain point, there's someone else who needs a friend too. And I think half the battle is just finding those people that need and want those friendships. I love Ashley because she just gives everyone the benefit of the doubt and is like, the problem is you just need to find friends. And I and I immediately go to, I've got something I want to say about this. And here it is. <laughs> I don't necessarily think the problem for most people is that they need to find friends. Now, maybe that is the problem, and we are going to get into that. Yeah. But here is the thing about friendships as an adult that I have noticed, and as being an adult, period. Mm-hmm. When you are an adult, and your entire life, this is how your life goes, circumstances change. Mm-hmm. Schools change. Maybe you go to elementary school, you go to middle school, you go to high school. Maybe you move a lot. Maybe you don't move a lot. But there is this inherent change. And then maybe as an adult, that change continues. Like you move around a lot as an adult or maybe you stay in the same place. But here's why I'm bringing this up. We have issues. We have patterns and we have habits. Mm-hmm. And those issues and patterns and habits can be easily lost or hard to see because of all that change. Yeah. So recently, I noticed something with my employees that was very hard. Mm-hmm. Having employees. Guys, being an employee, having employees, their relationships, they're very difficult. Yeah. And I was saying to Eric, I think I'm not cut out to, to do this. Like, I don't have the personality I don't have the capability. Like, I mean, I was so low. I was like, I am not cut out to do this. And I thought about it. And the first thing I did is I started thinking about past relationships in my life. So I think that this right now, before we get started, before we tell you where to find friends and how to find friends and all these things, I just want you to think about the patterns of your life with friends. Think about how you made friends in middle school and in elementary school. And it's not that we don't grow and evolve, but we keep our habits mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. And in high school, I had a group of friends that I was friendly with that we would kind of hang out. But at the end of the day, I had one close friend always, mm-hmm. Jessica from Extraordinary Moms podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, and I had other close friends, but I typically had a couple of really close friends That is the same thing I do in my life right now. Yeah. I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of people I keep in touch with. But at the end of the day, there's like a couple of people that I talk to every day. Yeah. So I want you to think about you in high school or even elementary school. I did the same thing in elementary school. I did the same thing in college. Yeah. So I think it can be really helpful to stop and look at 
what are your habits and patterns with relationships? And we're talking about friendships mm-hmm. in your life. And is where you are right now kind of reflective of that pattern? So what like, does what does that it's do to so your It's so interesting, Kate, because we didn't talk about this before. No, but I know. I told you I so, had things to say. Yeah. Here, <laughs> so my the way I was a friend is I preferred multiple people. Like I liked being around a couple people. And I was thinking when you were talking about why, and I think I always, I've always like hated and been really sad when I lose friends. And I wonder if I was like buffering, like I needed a couple people in case one left. Like I might not have wanted to put all my eggs in one basket, if you know what I mean. So like I, I always feel like I've preferred hanging out in groups of people. And I think, you know, I grew up with a lot of sisters. That's just like the social setting I was used to. And so it's harder for me, although I do do it, but it is harder for me to have like one-on-one friendships and I don't know like I I love my one-on-one friendships but I do enjoy like groups of people and I don't yeah because every time you're going on a girl's trip you're going with a specific group yeah but I can be a very I I get overwhelmed in groups I get very drained in groups Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily suit my temperament I really like really intense one-on-one conversations yeah I recognize that in you when I first met you. I hang out with you alone a lot. I know that's because that's how I like to hang out. Yeah, that's how you like to hang out. I probably tried to bring you into groups. I probably did. Yeah, you did for sure. Yeah. And it's not that I don't like all people. No, yeah. It's that it it drains me more than it charges me up to hang out in in like a largish group. Yeah, yeah. You know, when when I'm having – but I do – I just think that's like – I think you, and this is another reason why I wanted to bring Ashley on the podcast to talk about this, is when I've asked for suggestions for podcast episodes or um, members of my Awesome On Demand program, they're like, talk about, they want to talk about relationships mm-hmm. more. And I don't I don't process the world relationally mm-hmm. as much as I do in development. Yeah. And you process the world very relationally. Totally. And yeah. I think it's, I don't know, but it's a little bit of my masculine energy thing mm-hmm. where I'm not saying male or female. I'm saying yeah. masculine or feminine energy yeah. where you're more relational and that's how you stress out about things. Mm-hmm. And that's what you worry about. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's the other habit I wanted to point out is I think a lot of people, and you don't have this habit, but I think a lot of people don't realize that they have a habit of creating drama around friendships. Yeah. And so I just want you to recognize these patterns. Like, just be really honest with yourself because before you sit down and think, Nobody likes me. My neighborhood is stupid. Everybody in the state is stupid. Wherever you go, there you are. Yep. And this is the issue. So back to the story with me and Eric, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I, I'm not cut out for this. And I stopped and I thought about my patterns and my habits. And I thought, if this was a friendship, I would pull out right now. Mm-hmm. I would pull out. Yeah. I would distance myself. I would get some space. I just would kind of shut off. And I don't I didn't realize that I do that. And it's not like I'm just like, "Oh, you're de-. like I just go in." Yeah. And you're just like you can talk to friends or like, "Oh, Allison, yeah, I'm talked to her in a month. It's all it's Allison being Allison." Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and that's something I don't even necessarily um feel like that's something I need to fix or change Mm-mm. because I think it's also how I recharge. There's cycles in life, but 
there are some things where I was like, okay, I can decide that I'm not a boss and that I can't do this. Or I can be honest and say, there is a pattern, there is a, an issue, a habit in my life that does not actually reflect who I truly want to be. And I have to get uncomfortable and look at that and figure out how to communicate better. Yeah. And that's what I think is happening with so many adult friendships is not that I'm the perfect example, but I'm just... <laughs> you told me, honestly, when we started hanging out more a couple yeah. of years ago, you told me, I might go dark. You told me that. I did. I go dark. I remember that. I don't do that as much anymore. You I don't, don't think. But Look I, at me. I'm growing. But you communicated and I was aware. You were like, this is just what I do. It's true. Yeah. I gave so, you like a heads up. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> I think that... I think that that's important because, look, we became – so Ashley and I, I, the other reason she is the perfect example is we became friends three years ago. Yeah, probably. Like, we were acquaintances for years. Yeah. Five, six years. Yeah. But we have become very close friends in the last several years. Mm -hmm. And I'm in my 30s. Ashley is in her 30s. Mm -hmm. I have – plenty of close beautiful friendships Ashley has plenty of close beautiful friendships but I'm gonna cry stop there there was there was something that Ashley and I mutually came together on well we did the come together event actually (laughs) um and and we've become really close friends in the last little bit so I thought it would be cool to be like look it can happen. It can happen for you. Um, but I do. I think that idea of just taking a, a friendship inventory, mm-hmm. taking a habit inventory, and ask yourself, do I create drama around relationships? I was saying to Ashley, I always create drama around my work. Mm-hmm. That's what I create drama around. That's yeah. a ha- I've been doing – what should I do? What's my next project? I'm a failure. Like, <laughs> go back and listen to the podcast. What is Allison stressed out about? That's what Allison is stressed out about. You create, quote, unquote, drama around other things in your life. Yeah. Like bed bugs. Bed bugs. <laughs> health scares. Ha- natural of, disasters. Lots of house stuff. House stuff for lots sure. Lots of house stuff. Not to, throw, not stuff. to throw you under. No, like, it's true, stuff. though. But, but I just was saying it's so funny the things that Ashley gets so worried about. I'm like <laughs> – I can't even imagine what you're thinking about. And the things that I'm worried about, she's just like, I'm confused by your drama here. And it's great because I have this example in my life of somebody who isn't creating drama around those things. And I think that's like an awesome part of our friendship where I'm like, oh, like it is possible to do meaningful work and not have an existential crisis all the time. That's crazy. Like that's, (laughs) that's crazy. And so... I think this is great. I think it's really important to assess your friendship patterns, your friendship habits. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, am I the type of person who likes to hang out in a group? Am I the type of person to really, it's just like um, a committed relationship like with a partner, to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I think what also happens a lot of times is we don't have our definitions yeah. in order. Mm-hmm. Meaning, what is your definition of a good friend for yourself? How do you know when you're being a good friend? And then also, how do you qualify when someone is being a good friend to you? Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people, a lot of the questions and comments that came in were like, I'm bugging people. Mm-hmm. I give too much in a relationship and people don't give to me. I hear that one a lot. Yeah. What were some other ones you heard? A lot of people said they couldn't fit the group that they wanted to be in. So they would say, there's these people I want to be friends with and they never invite me. And I noticed a lot of people like looking at one certain group of people, like thinking that that's who their friends were and not willing to look other places. Um, There was people who were 
saying, I'm this way and they're that way, so we can't be friends. Like, I'm a working mm. mom, they're a stay-at-home mom. Drawing or, those lines. Yeah, I have older kids and they have younger kids, or I'm this age and they're that age. Like, they're just making those assumptions because there's key differences that they couldn't be friends, which I don't believe is true. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting because I think the first kind of step is to look at, do you think a good friendship means you have kids who are the same ages? Yeah. Do you think a good friendship means that you both work? So you have, like, and really, like, it is very nice to have friends that I can talk to about working. Mm -hmm. And it's also very nice. Like, I have my friend Colleen. Colleen, we need to hang out more. I'm really sorry. I'm going to be better. But I got hit by a car, remember? And so that was also, I just want to throw that out there. Like, that effed with my friendships hard. Yeah. Being hit. Yeah. Because... People thought I was fine because online it looks like I'm just working. But what was really happening was um, I was working and then going home and being in bed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everybody forgot. Not everybody, but I felt like I got forgotten. Yeah. And I didn't get invited places. Yeah. And then Eric goes, even if you were invited, you wouldn't go. <laughs> and I was like, that's true, but I still want to be invited. <laughs> and then I'm like, but is it true? And then yeah. if I do want to be invited next time I'm invited somewhere, I should go. Yeah. But anyway, I have been thinking a, a ton, a ton about what do I think a good friend does? And I was just, the reason I brought up my friend Colleen is um, Colleen does not work in the capacity that I work. She she does work, but she, she works um, some from home. And she's an amazing resource and friend to have because she's totally involved and plugged in and knows about certain things that I don't, I'm not plugged into. Yeah. And so what is a good friend to you? What does it mean to be a good friend? Then you ask yourself, is my definition of being a friend and having a friend sustainable and healthy yeah, and realistic? Totally. Because right now you might think, no, a good friend shows up for me this time, this time, this time, this time. And it's like, okay, is that really sustainable? Is mm-hmm. that really healthy? Do you feel like, like you said, maybe you like to have a lot of friends because you wanted, like they were almost disposable. They weren't disposable. Not on but your end, but just in case. Yeah, just in case. Yeah, I think it's like some trust stuff a little bit too. Like you don't know if someone's going to leave or so, you know what I mean? Like something like that. Yeah. But I think I started to, what I think a good friend is, is someone that you can trust. I think it's someone that you can have like honest conversations with. I think it's someone that you don't have to like pretend you're someone else around them. I think you get to be who you are. Um, But I don't think people... I don't think you're friends with people based on certain demographics, essentially. Like, I think it's more those feelings, like the kind of conversations you can have. Are they people who listen and offer to help? Are you able to do the same for them? Those kind of things. I love that. And I had a really good conversation with my friend Susan Mm -hmm. Peterson yesterday, who is one of my my best friends, one of my one people that that I talk to a lot. Yeah. Um, And I haven't talked to her as much this year. We've both kind of had crazy years. When you're talking about like, what is a good friend? I think one of the reasons why Susan and I have been friends for so long, and I know we'll continue to be friends, is because she really believes in me. Yeah. Like, she believes in me. And I was telling her I'm struggling with this and this. And she was saying something that she had struggled with. And I was like, I recognize that you struggled, but like never once did it ever cross my mind you would do anything but just crush that. Yeah. And she's like, well, it's the same for you. And I think that's one of the reasons why 
I've remained such good friends with people with Susan and with certain people. So that's even like a specific example of something that's really important to me. Yeah. Is they believe in me. They believe in my ability. Like they just believe in me. And, and they're, they're championing you. They champion me. And when and when something good happens for, for me in my life, they are like freaking ecstatic for yeah. me. When I'm falling a lot, they're like, that's cool. You're going to get back up. Yeah. So for me, like that's a really important thing. Yeah. In, in like a friendship. Yeah. And, like, and I, you do such a good job of that for your friends well, too. You. Like as your friend, I always feel very championed by you. Because, yeah, because I really, and that's the thing is like, I genuinely believe in yeah. you. Yeah. Like I do. But I, I believe in people. But like yeah. I really believe in you, Ashley. <laughs> I really do. I feel it. And so it is. It's like it's got to be that two-way street of like if this is something I expect, is this something I offer? Yeah. Be the friend that you want to find. Yes. Like you can't hope that everyone's going to do everything for you in such a way when you're not doing that for other people for sure. So for me, it's been a really, really good year to reflect on relationships after my accident and after not being able to give anything more than work family. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really all I had to give yeah. in 2018. 2019, kind of coming out of that, one of my goals this year was to show up for people. And so I went to Dallas to show up for my friend Crystal. I went to Huntington Beach to show up for my friend Jody. Ashley and I just were in Indianapolis. And normally, time is a hard thing for me to give. Mm-hmm. And Ashley spoke the day before me. And I, I, a couple of years ago, even though I'm very good friends with Ashley, I might yeah. have been like, I'm going to come a day later. Yeah. But Ashley shows the freak up for me. And I was like, <laughs> no, Allison, be the friend who shows up. And I was like, Ashley, I want you to tell me I'm doing such a good job showing up for you. <laughs> you did a really good job. You did a really good I job. I was really glad you were there. But, but, and I was glad, you know, and then obviously I needed you horribly. I was like, <laughs> convulsing I'm like Ashley so where do I find friends let's hop into that let's get into that where do I find friends how do I make friends how do I keep friends and then when do I know when it's time to hold them time to fold them time to walk away (laughs) when it's time to let them go okay when yeah when to stop and and my favorite thing about relationships my favorite catchphrase that I've ever said is invest in people invest who invest in you. Yeah. And so when do you know to stop investing? Yeah. I think yeah. is also a good thing for that. Okay. So you had some great ideas for where to find friends. So I think you just have to get out of your house. I remember when I, because I actually feel you like. You mean you can't just make them on the internet? Weird, right? That's weird. You can't just use <laughs> social media to be social? You can definitely make some connections on social media, but I don't believe you're going to find those real deep, meaningful friendships just by chatting with people online. I will say, um, I found Susan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read her blog and I left a comment. Yeah. And then when I but saw then her you left in your person, house. and then when I saw her in person, yeah. it was like, oh, hey, we both agree on this thing. We should yeah. get together. Yeah. No, social media yeah. is great to introduce and to get to know people initially, but you have to like get in person with people. You have to. And so I think it's getting out of your house. I Because I honestly, I had a lot of sisters. I had a lot of friends. I had great college roommates. I worked. I had all these groups of friends. I kind of hit a friend identity crisis when I had my first baby. And oh, a friend identity yeah. crisis. Okay. Maybe you're going through a friend identity crisis. Because I didn't have any friends. I really didn't. Like, yeah. And I had always had friends. I'd been working, whatever. When I decided to stay at home with him, we well, moved into a new neighborhood. The thing about friends when you have kids, I yeah. want—I don't want to interrupt you, but it's, oh, you're fine. It's not that you didn't have any friends 
Like they were still there. It's that you they when were not you are a mom, so. you need friends that are like close by. Yeah. They right? had, Is they that had what it jobs. Was? Yeah, they yeah. had jobs. They lived other places. It was like this big transition. So we had just moved into a house. I'd quit my job. I was home with a kid. And I literally remember like looking out my window and like there were all these moms at the park. And I was so mad they didn't invite me. They didn't even know who I was, but I was so mad they didn't invite me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so rude. I'm not just going to walk over there. Like I was like personally offended that these girls who didn't even know me hadn't just magically shown up at my door. <laughs> and I was mad for like months. Really? I would like see pictures of them on Facebook. I was on like a ward Facebook page. And they would go places, and I was like, "It's so rude. They don't invite me." Like I'm, and I was lonely. I was super lonely. But I remember it really hit me one day when I was just sitting, being like, "Henri," in the back of my church class. That I was like, "Oh, I have to invite someone." Like mm. it was on me. And so I think you really have to think if you're sitting home wishing people invited you, you just sometimes have to make the first move and put yourself in places where there are people you can make friends with. It might be church groups. It might be just going to the well, park and talking. If, to I was going to say, what if you had gone gotten up out of your house and just walked to the park. Right? And just said hi. Yeah. I mean, I could have saved like months of like hating everyone and feeling so like so hurt and lonely. Let's go into the psychology. <laughs> yeah. Of let's do it. why we don't just get up and walk over. Because it's intimidating and because you feel like you wouldn't be accepted and you just start telling yourself all the lies you've probably told yourself your whole life and that it applies to the situation too. Like they're already friends. They don't, I don't want to bother them. They don't want another person there. And let's say this, let's give you a worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're somewhere and you see a group of people and you walk, this literally happened to me at an event you hosted and and I'm not scarred. I'm okay. It was an event you hosted at State House a few months ago. Okay. I knew a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. I saw these girls and I thought, I know one or two of them. And I think I recognize from online a couple of them. Yeah. And I was like, but I don't know them in person. So I'm going to walk over uh-huh. because I'm me. I'm going to yeah. walk over and I'm going to join the conversation. Yeah. And I walked over and I tried to join the conversation and they shut me out. No way. And, and I, not like, oh, they shut me out. Like I'm being a victim. Yeah. I'm like... I feel pretty confident in this scenario. Yeah. Like, I would ask a question or chime in. I tried a lot of different techniques. Yeah. Like, ask, like be interested. Yeah. And I don't really feel... I'm, I'm saying, like, worst case scenario here. Like, I don't think that they were having a private conversation that I, like, butt my way into. Yeah. I don't think I was being obnoxious. Yeah. But maybe I was. Maybe they were. Who knows? Yeah. They freaking shut me out. They did it. She, there was one girl in particular, the one I didn't really know, and she straight up, I would make eye contact with her <laughs> to engage with her, and she wanted nothing to do with me. That's on And there. this is what I'm saying is, I'm a nice person, guys, right? Like, I'm a fun girl. Look at me. I'm Allison. I'm fun. Yeah. She had no interest in talking to me. Guess what? It has nothing to do with me. Nothing to do it with has, you. Nothing to do with me. So I'm just saying in this park scenario, Mm -hmm. does it have something to do with me? Like, yeah, maybe I'm too loud or maybe I need to listen to people better. I'm not saying I have no flaws. I'm right. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is if you walk up to a group of people and you make a genuine effort 
to connect with them as a freaking adult. Yeah. And they don't have any desire with you as another freaking adult to look at you and connect with you. You don't want to be friends with them anyways. Well, and, and maybe you'll have a friendship later. Like, yeah. maybe that girl was going through a hard time. Maybe she thinks that she knows me from online and doesn't like me. Maybe, maybe I hosted an event that she wasn't invited to. Yeah. And I hurt her feelings. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? But... But this is the reason why it still has nothing to do with me is if there's no communication there, Mm -hmm. uh, there's no way for me to apologize. There's no way to move forward. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So back to you going over to these women at the park. The worst thing that could happen is what happened to me. They're not into you. They're just not into you. And then you just move on and find the people who are. Yes. And I just, I'm glad I remembered that because I just want to be like, guys, I, 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 I go up to bat a lot. Yeah. I go up. If you go up to bat a lot, you're not going to hit the ball every time. Nope. You're going to look at me with my sports analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So where do I find friends? You have to get out of the house. Did you have any other pointers on Um, that? Yeah. Just look for like community events, things that are going on. Like you can go to the library. You can go to like concerts. I feel like there's so many things that are happening in the communities that you live in and you just need to go there. You need to be out and you need to talk to people. Like introduce yourself. I like the come into bat term. Like I like just like showing up, talking to people, getting to know them. Cause there will be some people you talk to for a little bit and it's, it's whatever. Not Not a big deal. And that's okay. But like you will find people by having those conversations, you'll find the people that could be potential friends. So do you want to know a really good question to Mm -hmm. ask people when you're going up to talk to them? Mm -hmm. This question helps me. Yeah is what are you excited about right now? Oh, I love that. Asking that question brings out the best in everyone. It really does. Asking that question gives people the opportunity to say whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You're not assuming you're not assuming that they work or they don't work. You're not assuming that they have kids or they don't have kids. You're not assuming that they're married or they're not married. And when people talk to you about something that they're excited about, they're excited to talk to you. I love that. That's and so like, I think lots of times too, is like people don't know what to say. I think having one question, mm-hmm. one question under your belt. Yeah. And I want to warn you, you might go to say that question and you might feel a little awkward. Yeah. So you have to say it in a way. Be enthusiastic. (laughs) Well, like you have to say it in a way that fits you and your personality. Yeah. Like you might say like, what are you looking forward to? Mm -hmm. Or what's taking up your time these days? Yeah. Do you see what, like. Yeah, I love that. Questions like that where it's like a broad question and it might catch someone off guard because it's not a normal question, but like who cares? Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) I also was going to say, you can just like walk next door to the people around you. You don't have to go to big events all the time. Sometimes it's just like walking next door and like taking a treat, meeting someone next to you, yeah. just introducing, no matter how long you've lived somewhere, like you can just walk up to the people that are in your area and close to you. It doesn't always have to be big events where you're finding some stranger. It can be more intentional than that. It can be just showing up and knocking on someone's door too. I think that is such a good piece of advice because so often when we want something we think of solutions and ideas that are far like physically emotionally far from us instead of asking that question what resources and humans are resources Mm -hmm. what resources are around me Mm -hmm. that I'm not utilizing yeah 
Like, who has been reaching out to me? Who have I noticed but then forgot? Mm-hmm. Like, I had a thought about that person. And when you reframe, like, that anyone could be your friend, the person who lives next door to you that you maybe were like, well, we'll never be friends because she's older than me or whatever. When you reframe that, like, anyone could be my friend, then I feel like that kind of reopens the people that you've already been around to opening more relationships with. I love that. So we're going to go from where do I find friends to how to make a friend. You brought up that idea of people saying there's a group of friends I want to be friends with. And I want you to speak to that because I think when people are like, how do I make friends with that group of friends or where do I go to get to that group of friends? Mm -hmm. Something inherently a little bit detrimental in that question. Yeah. That's not framing you for success. Yeah. Let's speak to that really quick. So I basically think there was a lot of people who said, I feel like people are clicky. I want to be in that group of friends. I want to be included, but I'm not. I think if that's really the vibe you're getting off from a group, that might be something that you're processing that they might not be doing at all. But I think you should not have your eyes set on a certain group of people. Because what having your eyes set on a group of people says... Yeah. That's a status thing. That's not a relationship thing. Totally. That you're trying to prove to yourself, I belong, I'm included, I fit Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. That that really has some things to think about. What does it mean to you to be included by that group? What Mm -hmm. wounds are you trying to heal? And I mean that really, truly. It's so real. Like, I just should be. They look like they're having fun. That that completely disregards everyone as an individual. Yeah. Right? It does. that, That kind of... It, it kind of commodifies people. Mm-hmm. And if somebody feels like they're a commodity, it's hard to be vulnerable and trust and create a friendship. Yeah, it is. I just think that by doing that, you miss out on real friendships and opportunities because you have your eyes set on what you think it looks like and what group you want to be included in. You miss out on the people that could actually be better friends of yours and you miss out on those relationships. That Just evaluate that thought yeah. and say, what do I actually mean? Yeah. Do I actually mean that specific group of friends or do I mean they look like they're having fun and I wish I had a group of friends? You yeah. know how a group of friends starts? Two people. Yeah. Two people are friends and then they include and welcome another person and Mm -hmm. then they include and welcome another person. Yeah. It's not typically, I mean, unless you want a mean girl scenario where they sit down as a committee and decide who they're going to invite into the group, (laughs) you don't become friends with a group of friends. You become friends with an individual because you have shared interest and mutually beneficial goals in a friendship. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I think that's good. So what um, I loved when you were talking about how to make a friend, you had a a beautiful plant analogy. (laughs) Give me your plan. So basically, I just think that when we're trying to make friendships that we, when we first meet a friend, I have this thing I shared on my Instagram a couple weeks ago, um, be interested, not interesting. Mm, I love that. And I love, it's really like putting in the time and getting to know someone, like being genuinely interested in them, learning their name, which I love what you've been teaching me about learning people's names and how important that is. Well, the, the, the idea is that it's not that you're bad at names. It's, and it's not that you can't remember names. It's that you never learned it in the first place. Yeah. That's actually how your memory works. So we can go into that another time. Yeah. But, but really, and I, I'm not perfect at it. And you and I, we meet a lot of people because of yeah. the work we do. But, but it's trying. And yeah. especially when it's someone that you're wanting to make friendships with, like learning their name, learning things about them. I think a lot of times, and I especially notice this when you're like a teenager, you want to be so cool and so interesting. Like, I'm going to be this way. And that's how people are going to like me. Here's the bands me. I'm into. Here's the books yeah. I, I read. Here's the TV shows. It's like the MySpace 
profile. Yeah. Or like, if- listen how amazing I am. And if I can prove how awesome I am, you're totally going to want to be my friend. Yeah. When in reality, like, the best way to make friends is to learn about other people. Like, that's how people feel connected to you because they feel like you're listening to them. And then by learning and being interested in others, you make those connections and they're going to feel that and you're learning about them. Um, so I think that's actually what is a better use of your energy in relationships is yeah. learning about other people. I love that you brought that up. So we're talking about how to make a friend by being interested and not always trying to be interesting. But I do think there definitely comes a point in a friendship where if you don't start offering bits of yourself, yes, you feel taken advantage of, uh-huh. you feel like people don't know you, you feel like you have a lot of friends, but you don't feel connection. Yep. And there's this quote from Brene Brown that I use in our branding workshop that is so beautiful. And it's, we need to feel trust to be vulnerable and we need to be vulnerable in order to trust. Mm-hmm. And there's a chicken and an egg situation there. Absolutely. Yeah. Where in order to trust someone, you have to offer up a little bit of vulnerability and see, you have to test the water a little bit. Yeah. And I think what happens in some friendships sometimes, especially with people who I've noticed who have um, a habit or a tendency of feeling taken advantage of, a habit of friends who just take, 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 a habit of friends who don't know anything about them, is that they have not made it a priority to open up and share. Yeah. And so people can only know what you open up and share. Yeah. And if you're complaining that you're not making those deeper connections with people, I'd ask yourself first, are you being vulnerable and are you opening up and sharing a little bit? If you're like, I open up and they don't care, well, then it's time to assess the relationship. Yeah. Because if you open up and somebody doesn't care, why would you be in that (laughs) friendship? Yeah. Other than like a codependent, it's nice to be needed thing. Yeah. But that is codependency. That's like a thing. That's a thing they all talk about. Okay. So we talked about how, um, where to find friends. You got to leave your house. Mm -hmm. Look at the people around you. How to make friends. We talked about the plant analogy. I want to finish that real quick. But basically that idea that when you first meet someone, you are going to have to put more time and energy into cultivating that friendship like a plant. You want to give it lots of water and sunlight and all that stuff. But the idea would be that eventually when you put in the work at the beginning, the roots sink pretty deep and then you're able to not, you don't have to tend to it as much. And we had a conversation about this upstairs a little bit. I was arguing with Ashley because I feel like I said, yes, but that's your definition of a friendship. Mm -hmm. And some people don't have that definition of a friendship. Yeah. We could argue what's healthy, what's not healthy. Yeah. But we don't even need to talk about that because at the end of the day, Ashley has four kids Mm -hmm. and a husband that you is, he's not just a partner, he's a friend. Yeah. And you like hanging out with him. He likes doing things together. Yeah. And I think some people, um, lots of people are in relationships where they get a lot from their partner, but they don't have the friendship. It's not It's not as much of the friendship. That's a conversation for another day. Yeah. I don't spiral or be like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> just, just be like, hey, I need this type of relationship friendship. And most people do. Like, you really yeah. do need that kind of friendship. Like, you need that deep level connection with people regularly. Yes. You, Ashley, were trying to be friends with somebody who needed that 
it wouldn't be like an ideal friendship for you to be that person for them mm-hmm. because that's not something you need or you're looking for in your life. Yeah. That really deep every single minute of the day yeah. connection. I will say you do spend a fair amount of your day communicating with people. I do. I pointed this out to you the other day. Yeah. I but, do. but this is great. That's why you've maintained so many relationships. So yeah. I also want to point out it's not that you're pouring all this time in, but you spend at least an hour or more every day connecting with people. Yeah, I do. Just but I mean, technology makes it easier with like group chats and things like that. But Ashley loves Marco some, Polo. I do love Marco Polo. But yeah, in some level, I am kind of like touching base with yeah. different groups of people multiple times So you times don't a day. neglect, you water your plants. I do, but they don't, I don't feel, I guess that this is totally like based on the person, right? So I doesn't, yeah. I don't feel like they're high maintenance no. watering sessions essentially. But yeah, it is just something to be aware of for sure. I'm like a cactus. Yeah. And you're wearing a cactus shirt right I now. Am. Where it's like, you might have to pour like a whole couple days of water into me. And then, and then I'm good for a while, man. <laughs> See you on my birthday. And I'm like not mad about anything. That's why definitions are so important. Like yeah. recognize what you need and what you're capable of giving. Because I used to be very capable of giving way more time to way more people. I used to. And so what I do now to me seems way low maintenance compared to what I used to do with all the things I'm juggling. It's but probably just a little healthier. Yeah. And also you're you're working more. Yeah. Your children are getting older. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing is life ebbs and flows and are you trying to force a relationship to look like how it used to look like are you trying to force your friendships like why am I not friends with people the way I was in high school because you're not the same person you were in high school you have different needs in your life right now and then also maybe in high school you had this one really good friend from childhood and it was so convenient and it was so easy because you'd been friends forever and you miss not having that it takes years to build again yeah it does. and that doesn't mean you should give up and all hope is lost yeah I love all of these ideas for how to make a friend but then how do you keep that friend and I think we've touched on that a little yeah. bit Basically, like, you keep them by putting in the time at the beginning and then still being able to touch base when you can and making time for them when you can and when they're able. I think being available is important, too. Like, if people are reaching out, that you're available to help. And, I mean, it obviously goes both ways. Like, you would hope that you're available for people and that they're available for you when you need them. Well, and I think at this point in the process, you've assessed what a friend is to you, how you want to be a friend, what are some patterns in your life that maybe haven't been super healthy that you're trying to work on and you're trying to um, improve in that area, right? You're in a good place. Yeah. And now you're thinking about keeping friends from a place of who do I want to be? How do I want to show up with integrity? How mm-hmm. do I want to be there for other people? And they ha- there's the universally recognized top five regrets of the dying And one of the top five regrets of the dying is I wish I'd stayed in contact with my friends. Oh. And I think that's like a really – I was actually thinking about that the other day. I'm like that's a pretty interesting Mm -hmm. concept. And I was thinking about it yesterday and I was like who are some friends that maybe I've taken for granted that I haven't watered the plant in a while? Is it that we just don't have shared interests anymore or is it that – like just taking the time to connect with that person. You know what yeah. I mean? Like 
for me, it's just I like to have like a like an evaluation because I don't think about it as naturally as Ashley. It's not just this. It's something that I have to work at and not like it's fake or not natural, but like it's something I want to be a more thoughtful person. I want to show up for people. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that for me, it requires me thinking about it. Yeah. Because it's not what runs through my head all day. Yeah. Whereas I think other people, it's more what they're thinking about. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what other people are thinking about. Yeah. But from what I've heard, talking to all you people, (laughs) it seems like something a lot of you are thinking about that I'm not thinking about, which is why I don't think to talk about it. Yeah. And so if you are like me or you want to work on this, put some time in your calendar to think about it. Take some action. Make a plan, right? Like how to be a good friend is I think to be intentional about it. Yes. And that's how you're going to keep friends. Yeah. Totally. Now let's talk about when to let a friend go. Eeks. Now this is a really important thing to talk about because um, the people in your life, and we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but the people in your life have a huge impact on your the, the amount of money you make, mm-hmm. how much you weigh, your happiness level. Yeah. The people you surround your with you surround yourself with. There's even been new studies and new research we shared a few episodes back on it's not just the five people that you hang out with that can affect literally how much you weigh, but like the people they hang out with. Yeah. Like the tears and circles. And I'm just I'm using like weight and money and these quantifiable things. But it's also this idea of um attributes, I think. Yeah. Totally. Like if you hang out with a lot, if you want to be a generous person like if you hang out with a lot of generous people you're going to be more generous yeah if you want to be a person who follows through and takes action you hang out with people who follow through and take action yeah and again it's it's not to looking at people as a commodity and being like generous person I'm gonna go be friends with that generous person (laughs) it's like I appreciate and champion you for this trait and this is something and I think we're aware of like the energy that people put out and we're attracted to that energy so it's not yeah it's not something that's so like you do this I'm gonna go there it's like you're naturally attracted to those kind of people that are things that matter to you the concept of when to let a friend go is super super important not that we're going through our friends with a fine tooth comb but that's why I like the concept of investing Yeah. Where when you're investing time, checking in, they're little deposits in a bank. You're investing in the bank. Yeah. And it's not like you just need to cut people out of your life. But are you over investing in a relationship? There's not going to be any return on that. So when do you decide to cut people out and cut them dead from your life? I feel like when (laughs) I start to second guess like myself or my – I feel like when I'm being misunderstood, honestly. When I feel Mm. like there's – a friendship of mine in particular that like my I've known some this person my entire life but I feel like I've never really been understood by the person and it started to feel emotionally draining like always trying to prove myself in such a way to this person and whatnot and just kind of realizing okay I've put a lot of time in there and it's never yielded like happy feelings for me it's only made me feel worse about myself and more frustrated and so that's a sign for me that yeah I'm not going to go break up with someone and be like, oh, we're not friends anymore, whatever, but just slowly being like, okay, that's just not where my time is going to be anymore. Like I've given it all. I really can. And it's hard. It's heartbreaking, especially when they're people that you've known for a really long time and you have made those efforts. But I think sometimes recognizing there are just people based on their, your life experience and their life experience just doesn't mesh sometimes. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with them, but there's something there that just doesn't click right. Do you feel like there has to be a conversation where you're like, Hey, 
we're like you have to break up like we're not going to be friends anymore I don't feel like that's very helpful because I feel like I mean maybe in some situations but I just feel like it's that gradual like okay I'm not going to be putting as much time here and I'll always be nice like I don't want to have bad blood with anyone like always be nice when I see them but I did I do notice myself sometimes putting more energy into dead friendships because Mm. I'm like oh something's wrong and I want to like when in reality it's like you're watering that dead plant totally you're just pouring a whole bucket of water on already dead yeah and you're like oops yeah and it's hard like it really is and it's different like in actual dating relationships you know you just break up and you move on but friendships are different because we feel the need to still be nice and whatever and but like in reality if they're making you second guess or question yourself or feel unworthy or whatnot like I feel like those negative feelings are a really good indicator that that's not a good friendship um so yeah, I don't think there needs to be a conversation unless you genuinely think a conversation would improve if like being more open about something. But I feel like that is a trait of a good friendship. If you know you could have a conversation like, hey, I've been feeling this way. I know you're kind of going through this. What are you thinking? Then maybe it's worth having a conversation. So I think that's a good barometer. That's kind of the barometer that I've been using that a therapist suggested to me. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, when do I... <laughs> Because I'm trying to be open and not just go dark or figure stuff out on my own. I'm trying to be, look at me, I'm open. They suggested, what what do you want the relationship to do going forward? Yeah. If it's a relationship that you would hope to continue and hope to nurture going forward, mm-hmm. then try to have that conversation. Yeah. See how that conversation goes. If it's a relationship that you're like, it's like kicking a dead horse at this point. Mm-hmm. You maybe have some grievances, but like they're your grievances and you don't need to like rake someone over the coals for like, and by the way, I've always thought this. Yeah, Do you totally. see what I'm saying? Like there's, unless they reach out and are asking for that, I don't know if the, that really needs to happen, right? Yeah. Where I think at the end of the day, my goal is to walk around loving everyone. Yeah. And sometimes loving someone is like letting them go, as cheesy yeah. as it sounds. Like, I don't, my goal is not to like everyone. Yeah. My goal is to love everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I feel like we just really got it all figured out. We do. No, we don't. <laughs> but, but, I hope that this has been helpful for you guys listening. And I hope you just realize you're not alone. So many people feel this way. I've, yeah. I have good friends and I feel this way. Mm-hmm. I have good friends. And I'll say to Eric, I, nobody likes me. Nobody wants to hang out with me. I don't get invited anywhere. Nobody remembers me. Nobody cares about me. (laughs) I made this joke the other day, and it was really sad, but it was also really funny, Mm -hmm. where my sister Andrea sent me a text message, and this was before her baby was born, and there were like 15 women at a table. She said, my friends from the neighborhood surprised me with a baby shower, and I texted her back, and I was feeling really down about friends, and she sent me that picture, and I texted her back and said, I haven't had that many women around a table for me. I haven't paid in years. And <laughs> because if I have 15 women around a table, typically it's because I'm paying them all to be there. And so then I had, I thought, I've been thinking about this, and I was like, should I stop hiring my friends? Should I stop... <laughs> Facing friendships in work. At the end of the day, I ultimately decided I think there's some other friends I can show up for and reach out to, but I am excited about what I'm excited about, and I'm friends with people I believe in, Mm -hmm. and when I believe in someone, and I have like a brand school, and I think they could instill their knowledge in someone else, this... I, I it's how you in. champion people. I yeah. pull them in. And, and not to say, you know, 
you know, I'm not, I'm not friends with anyone who I don't work with. I'm definitely friends with people I don't work with, but rather than walking around and like beating myself up about it and being like, people only hang out with me when I pay them to hang out with me. I'm like, that's not true. Mm -hmm. I'm not paying Ashley right now. And she's hanging out with me. (laughs) Like, that's not true in this scenario. That's not true in this scenario. And then go through and ask yourself, is it true? Yeah. Because I think that's the other thing. You might actually have some really great relationships that just need a little watering Mm -hmm. and a little nurturing right now, but you've just gotten in this thought loop of everybody hates me. Yeah. And I hope any of my friends who listen to this podcast and are hearing this use this to reach out to me. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding? Not kidding? Sort of. No, sort of. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. But but I did think, you know what, when it's my birthday. Mm Mm-hmm. In a couple months, I might invite people. Hey, that's good for you. Rather than being like... It's like the last couple of years that we just go to lunch. Yeah, it's just me <laughs> and you because you know how I roll. But <laughs> Okay, Ashley, thank you so much. Ashley has been doing a lot of awesome conversations on her Instagram like this. Thank you. So you should go over there. And Ashley, you're a really good friend. You're a really good friend. And I love you. <laughs> Look, guys, people like me. I have a friend. <laughs> She protests too much. Um, so be sure to hit up Ashley. Um, like I said, it's Ashley Rose Reeves now. Yeah. Um, lots of off- awesome conversations about family and relationships and community because you're so good at that. Thank you. And your little brain works that way. It's a big brain. Uh-huh. And I love you and you're doing a really good job. Ashley and I decided, Eric, you haven't heard it yet, but Ashley and I decided that was really good. We did a really good job. You did such a good job. We I'm so <laughs> proud. <laughs> I genuinely hope that that helps and serves so many of you and that you share this with people that you love because sharing is caring and we appreciate when you guys share so much. I love seeing you tag The Allison Show on Instagram. Tell me what you're learning, what you're loving. Honestly, it's one of the best ways to thank us for the content and I really appreciate it. And speaking of reviews, Eric, do you have a review? Yeah, this is from Ash37. She says, over the past few years, I've drastically changed my lifestyle. Mostly by getting into a relationship with a widower of three young kids. And I am working on fitting into my new roles. Awesome with Allison has really helped me not feel like I'm crazy. Especially with not being a kid person or a quote mom person. Mm-hmm. And I've recently become an AOD member. Yeah, AOD! I feel like I have someone in my corner when I need it. And that I'm doing something right when I don't feel like I am. Thank you Allison and Eric for always being there during the good and the bad. For offering hope and help. And for always reminding me that it will be okay. And I'm always as awesome as I need to be. Yeah. I'm just crying, but I'll tell you why. Because just think of like that hard, beautiful, important work of becoming a caregiver to people who have lost a parent. That's that's hard. Yeah, seriously. That is so tough. Thank you so much for um, sharing that review. And thank you so much for just being a really good person because the world needs good people. And I really appreciate it. So we are going to send you some goodies from my Party with Allison swag shop. And you need to email us so we can do that at awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. And all those Allisons only ever have (laughs) one friggin' L. You can thank my beautiful mother. Hey, um, 
I'm really happy that in a way we can be friends. And I hope you consider me a friend um, here to talk to you in your ear. Uh, sorry, it can't be as much of a two-way street, but come and hang out with me at the Instagram for you event. Join Awesome On Demand. There's a lot of one-on-one there. I love the relationships that we get to form and the relationships that are happening in this podcast. And I really, really appreciate you. And you you really are doing a fantastic job. And I want to remind you that only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. Everyone wants to be your friend. They're lucky to have you. Okay. What are we going out on? Oh man, this is a good one. I, this is called Granddad's Workshop. It's from the new Parisian Cafe collection. You should be enjoying making your videos. You shouldn't get to the end and be like, oh crap, what music am I going to choose? Where am I going to go? You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Pleasantpictures.club. Go there. There's so many tracks we're adding all the time. They're fun. They're sad. They're moody. They're happy. They're joyful. Just for fun, you should go follow them on Instagram because I gave Eric really good Instagram ideas. And I love the videos you've been making every day with the different tracks. And it's a great way to experience them. They're so fun. We're having so much fun. And and we love our listeners. 20% off. It's code awesome with Eric, obviously. (laughs) Here's Granddad's Workshop. 